You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello. Welcome to Love Talk Live. So excited to do this show today. I have an amazing human being here with me. Oh, that's kind. Her name is Zoe Lumiere, and she is a coach. She helps people with lots of things. Um, and I think it's actually better if she explains what she does. That, that would be wonderful. Actually, I would love someone else to explain what I do to me, it can right? Well, it's hard to, to label or in some ways to pigeonhole what you do because I uh, really uh, do do a lot of different things based on the client that I work with. But I do work with people ready to fall in love and for whatever reason they've just had some unconscious blocks or uh, just aware that they have held themselves back and mm. it's the biggest part of my healing really unwiring those blocks I was single until I was 33 so uh, definitely helping people uh, let go of those blocks to love is close to my heart but I also do work with other kinds of clients so one of my questions before you get into really the work that you do okay. is can you describe to our viewers what do you think is the difference between a coach and a therapist? So mm -hmm. why would somebody go to a coach versus a therapist? A therapist, you know. Yeah, it's a great question. And I do think um, talking about labels and pigeonholing, it's a spectrum perhaps yes. rather than one does one and one does the other. Um, I can talk about coaching. I'm not sure how fully I can talk about being a therapist or just why someone would go to um, go to a therapist but I really love coaching because it not only addresses your past and what's held you back and how your past has an influence on right now it's really connecting you to tomorrow mm -hmm. what you want right so I feel like a therapist perhaps does focus more on what is the challenges what are the hurts what's um, what are the challenges of the present and how to really work through them Whereas a coach, in my experience, um, does work on those unresolved issues to help you let go of what's been holding you back, either in beliefs or behavior. Um, but it really, for me, is more powerful because you're really also anchoring it in the future in terms mm. of what it is that you want. And uh, I have a very spiritually based uh, coaching practice, so it's really connected into what is your soul asking you to show up for in this lifetime so mm. yeah let's heal and let go of anything that's not working but uh, I feel like that's almost supercharged in the context of why are you here what what really are you here to do to serve to experience in this lifetime I love it and I can I can totally relate in terms of the work that I do because yeah. I feel like over the past few years I've yeah. kind of gone away from the typical therapizing let's yep. say and just really brought into it just feels more aligned with my soul to do more coaching yeah. work so I totally get it um, but I just wanted to know you know what your definition was um, yeah. and, and like you said it sounds like there is a spectrum you know people people are coaches for all different reasons yeah. and help people with all different things yeah and and there is you know talk about the toolbox of a coach really could be infinite right and um, I, I like to uh, describe the coaching that I do is that it's not really about 
defining an end goal and then just doing whatever we can to push ourselves to achieve that. And I think some people have that perception of a coach, right? Mm. Kind of more like a sports coach, right? We're going to win this game and this is everything that we've got to do to get there. Um, And really showing up for spiritual transformative work is much more about showing up and letting go, really relaxing and loving ourselves rather than a push a drive or forcing something home. And also what we learned and what we teach is that we have no attachment to the outcome. We are trusting that whatever is going to happen has already happened and will happen. And so it's more about doing that work that we need to do to get to wherever we're going, right? Truly, I, I agree, yes. So I would love to hear your story. Great. And that will just kind of lead us into lots of amazing things. Yep. So I don't know if you've acknowledged this, but um, this lady has an accent. <laughs> she started I living in? I, well, I moved to the States in uh, 94? No, 2005. <laughs> so close, just around the corner. <laughs> uh, but I'm from Brisbane, Australia, and I uh, actually moved here uh, for a meditation retreat in what would have been 2004, actually. Okay. Um, And I just fell in love with the work here. Um, I was a marketing consultant, uh, is actually also uh, just getting out of headhunting, and my entire life at that point was about money, Uh, talk about outcomes. I think Mm -hmm. I was the most attached person to outcomes, to money, and that really kind of set me up for a, a wonderful spiritual breakthrough slash breakdown and it was when I came here to the States to do a two-week meditation retreat that I fell in love with um, this new perspective on life that I just couldn't get uh, enough of so Mm -hmm. I I moved here and I've been here uh, since. Wonderful. Yeah yeah so uh, it's such a uh, a rich question like tell us your story and I'll, I'll tell you what I would consider my love story um, that's why we're here <laughs> because <laughs> I was I was single until I was 33 and I um, I always thought you know I, I liked guys I you know I did date occasionally but I never actually went on more than a second date with a guy until I was 33 Wow right you know when I and I look back and I could see some reasons why that might have happened. I was sexually abused when I was very young. Mum died when I was 14. Dad left when I was three. So it wasn't rocket science Mm -hmm. to really have a look at that and go, oh, wow, there's probably some issues, some challenges here, holding myself back from being vulnerable, from being loved. But just knowing that didn't heal it, right? Just being aware that, oh, yeah, there's, it's probably the sexual abuse. It's like, well, that's great. What does that do for me? It didn't do anything until I actually did uh, a master's in spiritual psychology and I really dove deeply into actually my present life and I was in love with someone inside of my head and anyone who's um, been in that pattern of unrequited love, oh my Lord, I don't know if there's a more torturous thing as (laughs) unrequited love, just being so in love with someone. But um, it being completely disconnected to reality. Mm -hmm. And so I was just in this uh, pattern of being in love with this person and actually being in love with um, very, we're getting really up close and personal right now. 
I had a pattern from when I was 16 through until, you know, around this early 30s where I would be kind of head over heels in love with powerful chauvinistic men who were all very, had personalities very, very similar to my abuser, person in my family. So fascinating. Isn't it? And so the pattern just kept repeating until I really, um, well, dealt with how unhappy I was in this in this current life and then also really dealt with actually I I do want a boyfriend as as terrified as I was to say that I yeah really began to be able to say I really want someone I want this and uh it's almost like that was more important than any of the other stuff. Yes. Once you like honed in yes. on that. Yes. And and definitely a, a big piece was forgiving uh, my abuser for the sexual abuse. Uh, but I do have to say, and I'm not sure um, how this will be received because it's such an experiential uh, piece of information. But it really the biggest piece I do believe was me forgiving myself. Yeah. For that time because you know it happened when I was little. But it was me that continued to relate to myself as abused, mm. as broken, mm. as dirty, and a lot of the misbeliefs that I had uh, created to keep me safe at the time, which were actually really important. But at 33 years of age, as a, a beautiful young woman, I didn't need to hold myself back anymore. So I really, uh, self-forgiveness was just probably uh, one of the most important parts of my healing and definitely one of my favorite tools with clients. And you were in victim mode, and it's very hard to shift and to manifest when you're in victim mode. So you obviously got out of victim mode. Yeah, yeah. And you know, today it's 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 an amazing experience to have really loved and gone through the pain and the suffering of an experience because now I look back and I truly do experience it as one of those. Um, invitations to living on a deeper level right if my mum hadn't passed if some of these really challenging things hadn't happened I often think uh, perhaps I'd I'd be you know happy I don't know living in a lovely white picket fenced house with 2.3 kids and and wouldn't have had the opportunity to really come to a a deeper understanding of why we're here Mm -hmm. and really what's important about life yeah, we all need to go through the muck. Yep. And we don't, and actually, we don't all have to do this. If you are called to go through the muck, you know, and to just do that inner work to look at your life and to look at it as, okay, everything's happening, everything is happening, everything has happened for me, not to me. Yeah. What can I learn from it? How can I grow from it? And it Truly. sounds like this yeah. is what yeah. you've done. Yeah. And this is how you help your clients. Yeah. And, and you know it's it's a it's it's a challenge to take something like being sexually abused at very young or having you know someone that you love so much die and and to really be open to how is this for me mm-hmm. but it is um, I have yet to had have an experience in my life or one of my clients have an experience where when when you truly show up for yourself and really go through that healing and really go through that experience that there isn't profound love at the heart of it and a thought that came to me a few minutes ago when you were Mm -hmm. talking and then I feel like this can be so inspirational to people is that I'm watching her tell her story and I'm seeing this 
she had love on her. She's all about, I mean, it's so clear that she's like this light and she's all about love. And that it's not unfortunate, it is what it is, that people that are kind of, that pop into this world, yeah. I can I can relate, you know, yeah. as like these light beings and then life happens to you. Yeah. And then you need to do the work yeah. to get back to that light yeah because you're and also I, I was thinking about when you were saying that you only went on this is when it came up mm. when you only went on first dates yeah I was thinking wow you're you're I'm sure that you always felt so lovable but maybe during that time you didn't feel as lovable so it wasn't being portrayed and you were kind of lost that loving feeling <laughs> lost yeah. that feeling of love for yourself because of life circumstances yeah well and it's interesting right because I do believe we're so multi-dimensional so I think in some ways yeah I, I even my whole life I experienced myself as lovable and worthy of love but because of what I'd been through there were definitely some parts of me that just did not feel worthy of love and would were just holding myself back at yeah. every cost mostly because I I'd bought into this misbelief that I wouldn't survive Mm, another yeah. abandonment I wouldn't survive another abuse like that but uh, the good news is that we all will right no matter what it is we will survive and while ever we're saying we can't we can't deal with another heartbreak we can't deal with another loss um, I hate to call bullshit but it you know we are strong enough to go through it all and uh, it's a gamble but if you want to if you want to gamble yourself into love, we, we do need to gamble also getting hurt again. We are resilient. We are. As humans and as we divine are. beings, we are resilient. Yeah. And actually, I believe that the more we go through, I actually saw this thing on LinkedIn today. I didn't mm -hmm. read it yet, but it said, like, why is rejection helpful? Mm -hmm. You know, and, mm -hmm. and the more you go through, things that you need to be resilient it's yeah. like you keep build, you keep building that muscle yeah. your your heart muscle your heart strength yeah. yeah muscle yeah and every time it happens you learn more about yourself and then you show up more authentically so you can attract the right person i i agree which yeah. We do want to hear your story because she has an amazing, happy ending story. Yeah. So, so it was um, when I went through this Masters of Spiritual Psychology and I learned that every time I was hurt, right, I could actually, instead of blaming this guy for not loving me or blaming other people for not appreciating me, not recognizing me, that was really my big thing at that point. I just felt so unappreciated, so unseen, so unvalued particularly at work and every time I would feel that I did one of the most important practices I believe which is is really actually allowing ourselves to feel that feeling right and to mm -hmm. actually feel hurt and and I for about nine months following that program I fully geeked out on this because I really I wanted to shift these patterns mm -hmm. I didn't want to uh, continually feel afraid of men or like it was never going to happen and so anytime I was hurt, I would really show up for myself, right? And, and almost like, oh, wow, there's this beautiful small child in me that's really hurt, and how can I love her? Instead of saying, suck it up, we don't need to hear you, you're fine, like yeah, life's okay. Yeah. Like really just let that hurt unravel and really pick her up. Um, and, and through that process, it's a bit involved to get into here, but through that process, really forgive the judgments that were holding me back. And within 12 months, I was uh, with 
uh, my now husband, and seven months later we were married. Um, and the other incredible part of this story is that we were uh, great friends for 10 years before this happened. I actually had a, a crush on him to begin with and I had to let him go. Um, because he did not like me back at the at the beginning, I'm and like then, <laughs> right? So many questions. Yeah, and so then we were good friends for ten years, and then all of a sudden, uh, I could I was aware. Oh wow, I think, I th you know, he's asking me out to brunch and he's asking me to go hiking, but it's actually quite a lot. Maybe there is something here, and it was me that actually finally put something on the table. I'm very proud of that. So. Um, I really so take a chance. Yeah, I encourage everyone to trust their heart. There is no um, gender roles, I believe. Um, but we were such good friends that uh, it, it sounds crazy to say, but from the second day we were all in. Um, the second day of dating. From the second day of dating, we were all in. You just had this huge acknowledgement and discovery, and you were like, whoa. Yeah, and, and we both also were very um, aware that uh, we wanted someone that was really um, dedicated to themselves, to getting their love from inside of themselves and to really doing this healing spiritual work. Mm -hmm. um, so we really came at it from that perspective and um, yeah, we just formed an incredible partnership that continues to get better every day. So I love a good love story. So I have some questions. Great. And this can be inspirational for these people out yeah. there who yeah. might be in a situation like this where yeah. they might be in love with their friend. Yes. Their friend, you know, and um, yeah. sometimes people just end up giving up. Yeah. So can you tell us a little about, did you tell him how you felt I at some I point? I love this story. I would love to tell it. So uh, I have to do a, a little bit of a disclaimer because, um, you know, when you hear someone's story and you get like, oh, maybe the rule is to always do this, I think yeah, there's no a rules. problem there. No, no rules, rules, right? Go inside, trust your heart, listen to your intuition, do that. That's the... However, this however, can be inspirational. Yes, truly, like, uh, there is something here. So um, I actually went out on a date with a guy, another guy, a different guy for the first time a couple of weeks before. And for the first time ever, I actually told him that I liked him. Which guy? The another guy. The random. The random man. guy that okay. that that kind of got me started to thinking about uh, dating again. Okay. So um, and up until this point, that was unheard of, right? I, like I'd never told someone that I liked them, right? Like that's such a come on ladies and men, it's, it's a really scary thing to put it on the, on the table, hey, I like you. But, but I was yet, just it's so, so freeing. Yeah, and I was just so clear that I, you know, I, I was in, right? To, like I would wanted to check out a relationship with this guy. So let's say his name was Frank. Let's say his name's Frank. Um, and, and he just very lovingly said, I don't feel that same way. And for whatever reason, um, I feel like just, uh, this may sound weird, right, but just a piece of karma had been lifted, right? Up until that point, I was just so afraid of really being rejected, of being abandoned again, of really um, putting my heart out there. And then uh, over the next few weeks, I could just really all of a sudden tell that Eric, my now husband, was 
yeah, we were friends and he was always very sweet and kind to me, but there was something else. There was something else going on there and I started to feel more confident about that. So um, actually we were driving to get frozen yogurt, yogurt land together. This is not a promotion for yogurt land, even though I... You can fall in love <laughs> at yogurt land. Go there now. And, and so I was driving and I, reached, I turned to him and I said, do you ever think about us? And to this day, I still, you know, if I had thought about that, like, what even does that mean, right? But he knew exactly what I meant. And did you not plan that out? You just I did did not plan that out. Yeah, because you were going for yogurt. She was going. going, But there was, you know, I think just all of the work that I'd done in getting my love for myself and really showing up, right? Really showing up for, uh, I'm ready to to have someone in my life. yeah, did create this energy, did create this self-love that really inspired me in the right moments and I do believe gave me the balls <laughs> to put that out into the open. And, and so uh, he said, yes, and let's go have yogurt. <laughs> I wanted, you know, and let's get talk married. about this and then tomorrow let's get married. Yeah. Um, but we just... Uh, it, so it was it an incredible it was an incredible yogurt and then driving home this is so cheesy but it's a good story driving home I had my hand just resting on the uh, gear shift and he put his hand on my hand and it's so cheesy like I almost had to pull the car over the electricity you and just crying. yeah the, the I did not start crying I held it together but it was just was that the first time that you actually touched? No, as friends, I'm sure we'd... Held hands. No, definitely never held hands, but we'd hug. You know, but as like friends, we'd hug. hand to hand Definitely. Hug. First Touch time is a big deal. Yes. And That's where the energy is. Yeah, it was so beautiful and so incredible. And um, yeah, then we went back to his place and we watched a movie. Uh, we had a really awkward kiss. Oh, and really? Yeah. I and, was gonna and then the next day we went hiking and then uh, we were pretty much inseparable for... Uh, that point on. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna ask, but you kind of answered, like, after this whole, um, hello, do you ever think about me, was the rest of the evening uncomfortable? But obviously you said no, but the kiss was uncomfortable. Uh, well, no, the kiss wasn't uncomfortable. It it was just awkward in the... Was it orchestrated? I guess I didn't, I guess I never, I didn't have a lot of practice kissing right if you've never been on more than a second date you're not you haven't really had a lot of experience of kissing so it was um being with him like being in his energy field being with him was really comfortable but the actual and natural yoga we were just like friends and I was definitely excited because you know I just kind of alluded to liking him and he'd kind of alluded to liking me um so it was incredible and there was a new energy there actually and when we sat at yogurt like our legs were touching oh, oh my god uh, I love these details um, but then um, yeah it just felt very natural very very quickly he probably found you very endearing also that you were like a little shy because you didn't have a lot of dating experience yeah, yeah well and that was also a really big transformation for me in in my own healing because I'd always held that against myself mm, right yeah. I'm so immature so inexperienced like who wants to be with someone that doesn't know how honestly to do a whole lot of things 
But I really, in really um, feeling whatever feelings I had about that and really showing up for myself, uh, I really could see the, the, the beauty, like the incredible sweetness and the, just the strength in that, right? I just felt um, like what an exciting time of my life to be and, and what a beautiful, this sounds a little cheesy, very cheesy maybe. We love cheese to give um, the gift of really supporting me through that, right? Um, and, and, and I really started to see it as a, as a plus, as a, as a pro, rather than something that was against me in terms of my lack of experience or, um, yeah, that I was so inexperienced. And this totally speaks to what we talk about a lot on the show, mm-hmm. that you, you can and will change and shift your story mm-hmm. if you take the time to do that. Yep. So your story was that you were inexperienced, these were bad things, you were judging, yep. but yet at the end of the day when things are meant to be and two people are supposed to come together in yep. this world, it doesn't matter where they were, yep. they're together now. Yeah, truly, and and you know, I, I and it flows. And it flows so easily and so beautiful. And I, I really do consider a lot of this work um, kind of like reparenting, right? Really taking those challenges, those hurts that we have inside and really giving them that unconditional loving, that sweetness, right? If we went to our mums with some of these challenges, uh, you know, what would she say? She'd say, it's just, it's okay. It makes you more, even more beautiful, right? And, and when we truly allow that loving to re-pattern over whatever misbelief we've got holding ourselves yes. back. Energetically, it is cleared to, to an extent, um, but, but we do start to let that go. Healing is the application of loving to the places inside that hurt, yeah. right? And you, so flood, bottom line. you flood those places with love, and you've yep. done that so beautifully. Yeah, thank you. And continue. Yeah. Right? I think that's yeah, you can one t- of yeah, the reasons. Yeah, it's not just like, okay, you're done. I'm done. <laughs> right? I'm healed. Check. Right? I, 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 while ever we're here, I really do believe there are going to be opportunities for us to, to continue to grow, continue to learn how to love ourselves more unconditionally. More and more. Yeah. Uh, however, I, I believe that <laughs> you can you can resolve an unresolved issue <laughs> for the last time. Yes. I do agree. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like you're gonna get to like the age of 87 and be like, yeah. I'm totally healed. I'm ready to die. I'm perfect. You know. Yes. Um, it's more that when you you can heal an unresolved issue yes. for the last time, yes. and then you work on the next one. And yes, of course, you get enlightened and you evolve and you awaken. Yeah. You do get to a point in your life where maybe even all of your unresolved issues have been resolved. Mm-hmm. However. You, but then getting back to the healing, yeah. life will always give you opportunities mm-hmm. to heal yeah. more. Yeah, truly. And you know, I can you know easily find challenges in my life that used to be a real challenge, like my weight, my body image. I, uh, when my mum died, I started eating. I was bulimic for 15 years. Kind of coincided with that, uh, that that break, mm-hmm. but after doing this work for about three months, uh, it was gone. Like now I can eat, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say this. Well, I should, it's, I can eat whatever I want. I eat whatever I want. 
and I feel great about myself. Yeah. Whereas I have 20 years of journals painstakingly pouring my heart over how much I should eat and how, Amazing. and I was a bit chubby. I was, you know, maybe 20 pounds over what I am right now, but I was just, it was so painful my whole life. And then I really started to do this work on my mum's death and my abuse. And um, I, I did, I really, for the last time, I feel let go of some of those issues. Uh, definitely have others I'm working on, but that was just it's such a nice experience for night and day to really um, be challenged in a particular way and then really do the work and really feel very free from that addiction, from that behavior, from those beliefs. And I love that you're bringing up a physical issue yep. that is emotional or that can teach us something. Um, for instance, I a client of mine, she just said that she got pink eye mm -hmm. and she looked up, so Louise Hay, for those of you that oh, don't yeah. know her, she's a, she's a beautiful being. She's now in spirit. Um, in the spiritual world, tons of books and inspirational speaker. And so she has, she must have a, I think she has a specific book on mm -hmm. looking up ailments. Yeah, she has a full directory. And seeing what does this mean about like what's mm -hmm. going on in my life. Yep. And she said, I have pink eye. I looked up Louise Hayes' book and she told me to like use a bat and like hit a pillow and like mm -hmm. get out my anger. And yep. she's like, it's gone. <laughs> because yeah. Maybe it's, I didn't read it yet, but um, I think it's probably about that pink eyes in our eyes. Maybe we're not seeing something mm. whenever we get an ailment. Yeah, interesting. You know, um, I think there's like the whole left and right side of the body and yep. it's all yep. so interesting. Yeah, yeah, really, really is. So I know that you, I just want to make sure you went over all the things that you wanted to talk about. Great. So about healing past mm -hmm. hurts, mm -hmm. which we definitely talked about. Yep. Um, and what issues you had to resolve, which mm -hmm. you pretty much went over. Yeah. My question is, how did you know that you were in love with Eric? And was there a uh, moment? That's a great question. Eric, are you watching? Uh, honey, um, you know, well, uh, to be honest with you, I really knew that I loved him 10 years before. You did. I, um, and I'd often, Funnily enough, even though I'd just been on this date with this lovely new guy, you know, said I liked him and got rejected, um, that weekend I actually had brunch with a couple of girlfriends and I said, you know what, I think I'm going to end up with Eric Lumiere. Oh my God. Yeah, and I, I, again, right, it's not like that didn't come from my mind. Like I just, it, it still doesn't make sense. It was a knowing. And um, so I... I uh, to be honest with you, maybe maybe that night or the next day, um, it was just... Oh, I wish I was at your <laughs> wedding. This is amazing. <laughs> this is such a beautiful love story. Yeah, we're, we do feel just very blessed to have found each other. And, um, just, and I have to just give the biggest plug to getting your love from inside. Yes. Because, um, you know, it, I think this world sets us up to get our love from other people, right? That our husband, yeah. that our family are gonna love us and take care of us. Um, and when you're set up that way, you're definitely set up to get hurt and to really have experiences that are gonna shine the light on, oh no, you need to take care of yourself and your love needs to come from within you. And when you are 
everything reflects that back. And so, um, and it's not to say that I don't get upset and still want to blame um, my beautiful husband for uh, making me upset, but pretty quickly he will hold me to, uh, no, that's not accurate, right? Your it's love not about him. It's not about him. Whatever I'm feeling or experiencing is within me. And it's a, a great, he'll, he will stay and hold for me in that moment, but um, really having this paradigm of getting our own love from within I really is, is, I think, what makes our relationship so great. Yeah, and people always ask me, you know, how, how do I do it? Mm-hmm. How do I love myself? Mm-hmm. And, and what I say is you just, you know, the, the quote, um, your, your job is not to seek for love but to, but to get past the barriers that are preventing you from your authentic self, from acting, from accessing your love. Truly. So it's not that you need to build love, you yeah. need to build your confidence, yeah. it's already there. Yeah. But we oftentimes as humans are in our own way with yeah. our stories and everything. Yeah. So the really the answer is do that work, take the time yeah. Yeah. to go inside yeah. Yeah. and to work on those stories, to change the stories. Yeah. yeah. And um, and I really uh, and get uh, out of your way and get out of your way, yeah. And a really easy place to start is is just you know as we were talking earlier is just really uh, being more vulnerable, and really allowing yourself to be the imperfect person that you are, right? And that truly, and it's a little cliche, but your imperfections really embracing and loving those really will lead you, guide you to. Um, the unconditional loving, right? It's easy to love ourselves when we're, um, or the lovely parts of us, that they're easy to love, but to really take some of the parts that um, in some moments we wish we could change, but we really accept ourselves right now and we really learn to, not just in words, but to really, right, love that big booty or love the, the, the bitchiness sometimes mm-hmm. that we show up with or whatever it is that we would judge or make uh, imperfect, right? How do how do we really love that part of us? Yeah, because we all come with our quirks. Yep. And um, yeah, but if we can love ourselves about them, mm-hmm. then the spouse, the partner, the boyfriend, girlfriend that's going to come in, yeah, will also love them. And if they yeah. don't, then you do that work over. Let's have a conversation because people don't change. That's one of the biggest things that I've learned over the past few years. People don't change and that is one of the biggest problems in relationships because people truly believe from their core, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to help them. I'm going to be their savior. I'm going to change them. Or like, or when we get married, things will get better. Or when we have a baby, things will get better. But that's so not what it's about. And yeah, definitely not a healthy move to really be in a relationship for the for their potential and I, and I agree yeah. I, I see it a lot right and, yeah and if, it's so common if you can't accept absolutely everything about them right and I and I think over time yeah they may um they may change right but if you but you need to in my experience I need to really love them for exactly who they are right now because if you're not able to do that um yeah that's there is going to be a little suffering, a little more than you need. Also, something that I've been working on a lot is just, I've been working on this because I'm doing another project Mm -hmm. that has to do with couples, Mm -hmm. and 
I feel like one of the most important things to acknowledge in your relationship is are we is how much who's growing where are we growing are we growing together you know Mm -hmm. is one person growing and evolving and doing that work Mm -hmm. is the other person and are they doing it individually Mm -hmm. wonderful independently Mm -hmm. most importantly is the couple growing together or regressing Mm -hmm. you know and that is such an aspect that I believe is one of the biggest keys to a long-term successful relationship 100 percent and um you know if if i look at all relationships but particularly romantic relationships right it's our challenges it's our conflict it's in those heated moments when we're either hurt or angry like those are the opportunities to really get closer right you can build a lovely relationship through cupcakes and nice moments right but it's how we really move through the conflict, through the challenge, and really let ourselves be vulnerable, let ourselves actually be heard and understood, um, that that's really, in my experience, that's intimacy. And that can't happen if there's judgment going on, Mm -hmm. judgment Mm -hmm. trying to change the other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so... Uh, what my husband and I will do uh, well whenever there is a whenever one of us is out of balance right we will uh, sit down and and we're both just we've done this for so many years now that we just when when where shit is up right we are the one that's in the hot seat right because the challenge is that when we're out of balance right it's so easy to go you need to change you're the problem right I need you to do this and it's not easy when you're hurt right feel like oh my god but he really should be taking the trash cans in every Thursday or whatever it is never about the trash cans (laughs) um to really own how you're feeling right and so and so Eric will really just okay I hear you yes we can talk about my behavior later but how are you feeling and when I can really own that and uh often a, a moment from childhood would will come up or, or some actually a much deeper issue will come up that often has nothing to do with my relationship with my husband maybe the way my stepdad treated me or, or something else I don't feel heard or seen mm. or something and and if I can really own well this is how I'm feeling and if my husband can really be there neutrally lovingly right not trying to point the finger at me but just holding for me mm. lovingly I can pretty easily uh, let that go, right? See that, oh, wow, yeah, I wasn't able to have a voice when I was a child. Or, um, you know, it's really important for me to do the right thing. So, um, you know, you not taking in the trash cans triggers that or whatever it is. Uh, But really sitting down when we're triggered, but not trying to change the situation or the behavior but to really go hey there's a part in me that's hurting that's challenged can we just show up for that part of of personal healing and personal growth Uh, which is very very challenging right because whenever we're upset i want to fix whatever i think made me upset but Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's the illusion and that's the challenge but doing the hard work is always so beneficial yeah and you'll always grow yes are you yeah. a two on the Enneagram? Uh, what's the achiever? Three. I'm uh, uh, You're a three. three. Yeah. I'm a two, which Got is it. the helper. Got it. Nine is like right behind it, which is the <laughs> peacemaker. But uh-huh. my but then three. 
So yeah, I'm like a two leaning to three. Oh, interesting. Do you know your, your other? I don't. Maybe a little while ago I did, but no, I just, just relate to Enneagram. the achiever. Very interesting, especially for couples mm-hmm. to really look at, it's, just, it's like 144 questions. It's just That's another great. one of those personality things mm-hmm. to look at, but yeah. really insightful Yeah. and really helps you understand the person that you're in a relationship with. You can do this yeah. with, you can ask your family members also and your friends. Mm-hmm. It just helps you have more compassion for them because we are always all doing the best that we can Truly. at any given moment. Yeah. And we are all so different. Yeah, yeah. And it is, it's easy, right, to perceive someone else's actions that they mean what it would mean if I was doing that right but it's yeah we're very different it's really valuable so I know that you wanted to announce she's going she has an offer that she wanted to give to you guys yeah sounds very cool well it's it's something that I've had ongoing for a while and and I love sharing a little bit about the story of how it came about because uh, I have a uh, I call it the allowing love program and it's five steps that I walk my clients through either in terms of a six month or a nine month program and I was uh, and it includes a meditation that uh, my clients will do each morning and uh, one of my uh, beautiful clients um, uh, was hit by a bus Um, and was in a coma, was uh, almost uh, did not make it, Um, uh, was just an incredible, uh, she, Teresa Lorica, if you're out there, honey, I love you. Uh, She's doing incredibly now. She's in in full recovery. She's an absolute rock star. Um, She's doing her own um, speaking work right now. but she was in the hospital so she couldn't you know kind of read my emails or or do the work so she asked me if i would record it on audio and if it weren't for um how dire her situation was i probably wouldn't have taken the many 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 hours to record this on audio and then um being the incredible person that she is once i'd created it for her so that she could listen to it um, she said, you should give this away. You should, you should put this on your website. It's amazing. Like, give it away for free. And, um, and so I did. Wow. And, and she has an awesome voice. Uh, <laughs> you will have to listen to this voice. for Well, it's a 10-minute it's a meditation, ten, uh, seven different meditations over seven days. Okay. Um, and, and it accumulates in a final 10-minute uh, meditation that really supports us in receiving, connecting to that love, the frequency of love that we want, and I won't get into it too much, but, and then a few other very important tools, including self-forgiveness, and and you've got to throw in a bit of gratitude because that is really, uh, the juice is there. Uh, but it's a Wonderful. simple 10-minute meditation, and it is free, available on my website. Uh, you can go to allowing.love and download it there. So it's just uh, the usual, it's a very weird website name right but allowing dot love it's a beautiful website allowing dot love um and uh yeah i just really encourage you to uh, dive into that and please let me know how it goes for you if you do and i know you have like your your facebook and your instagram (laughs) different names yes so instagram yes so instagram is allowing dot love exactly the same as the website as the website and uh the this is a bit confusing facebook is allowing dot love but it's d-o-t so allowing d-o-t love because you can't do the 
one that's Facebook. like my um, Facebook is the relationship expert the way it is <laughs> yes. but my Instagram is the relationship expert I know because it's, it's just how it is technology <laughs> we love it and, and now so can people contact you to schedule sessions and email you, call you. Yeah, all if the they go to allowing.love, everything will be there. Um, I do only work for clients for a minimum of six months. Um, and the, all that information is on the site. And all of that information is there. Okay, yeah. wonderful. And as always, feel free to email me at jamie, J A I M E, at therelationshipexpert.com or go to my website, therelationshipexpert.com, with any questions, comments, anything that you'd like to say. and. I am so grateful that you're my guest today. Oh, you were amazing. Yeah. So um, I hope all of you guys were inspired by the show. Yeah. I just think it's such an it's such an honor to really um, talk about this work, right? Absolutely. Because it's, it's not easy, right, to really share some of our challenges, but to really shine the light on them because truly jumping in on them and, and loving them and being guided through them really is whether the best parts of our life exist so thank you so yeah. much for the opportunity to share and uh, to let it all hang out I love absolutely it. Yeah. and being vulnerable just always always remember this being vulnerable helps you grow it helps you get closer with the people in mm -hmm. your life mm -hmm. and um, yeah just being open honest and raw yeah. it um, that's a, just the biggest gift you can give to yourself and loving yourself unconditionally yeah. so thank you so much for joining us and have a great week. Take care, everyone. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.